fired up this evening we got some uh four questions coming today and uh in lieu of just answering those people i said told them i would answer this in the video so really really excited to bring you guys a good video this evening welcome new group members got a lot of people joining we get like 25 30 new group members a day uh for the guys who are around the country it is a new jersey based group but a lot of the stuff we talk about in here uh comes with a lot of nuggets so if you pay attention to the videos and go back to see some yeah some of the case law that i speak of is new jersey but a lot of it is also federal supreme court maybe your state has something more strict that they go by, but I will talk about federal guidelines and the tactics that we discuss in this group and I do on these videos and the guests that I have, well, a few of them, um, the tactics are universal for everywhere in the country. So pay attention. Welcome to the group. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here. And I just continually dispel myths and rumors of what you can and can't do and people who think they know case law. And we just clear things up for everybody in New Jersey, trying to get everybody on the same page and uh, try to really just straighten things out a little bit. So hopefully having some kind of impact. I know a lot of, can get a lot of people writing in. They find a lot of value in these videos. I'm really more than excited to bring this stuff to you guys all the time. And I really look forward to this and I look forward. I'm so glad that I could help everybody. But uh, today, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, a group member wrote, if you look a few, if you guys are paying attention to the group, a couple posts back, he talked about, when I talked about certain cases that allowed you to wait for a canine unit on the side of a road, when you have reasonable articulable suspicion to believe that uh, drugs may be in play or some kind of illegal activity and you're suspecting it could be narcotics, generally you're going to have narcotics. I mean, you're always going to have the same kind of behaviors when there's illegal activity going on. And that can be something as simple as driving while suspended, having a warrant uh, to drug possession or drug distribution, to stolen items, stolen cars. I mean, there's times where I've sitting on the side of the road and I'm watching I remember I had this guy, I was field training this new guy, and we're sitting there, we're watching cars, and he's like, man, what are you waiting for? It's his first day out. I'm like, I'll let you know when. I'll let you know when we see a good car. And here comes the first car that passes, and really, we didn't get a lot of stolen motor vehicles. The first thing I'd pump the plate in, and it's a stolen car. Now, the guy obviously knew the car was stolen, had a reaction to my presence when he saw me. So that's how easy it becomes once you guys get trained and you can understand what to look for. And this can this applies anywhere, any any part of the country. Uh, you know, People are like, well, they, they have it good because they're here and they're there. Look, it's everywhere, guys. If I can, te I can come to anywhere that you are, and I can teach you what I know, and I can show you how to apply it in your section of the world, wherever that may be. This is going to happen anywhere. It's just human. It's human reaction to police presence. Uh, and then I just talk about like in the, the courses that I teach, we talk about like uh, body language and all that fun jazz that goes along with it. Now, um, so we're going to talk about calling for a canine unit. How long you can hold somebody? I know we're kind of beating this one to death, but. Again, some people aren't getting it yet. And I just want to be real clear. Uh, I'm not trying to, sometimes I get a little fired up and I'm not trying to really sound like a jerk. Uh, as a matter of fact, most people who know me know that I have a very, very mellow personality. Just in these videos, I get fired up. Um, so Chris writes in and says that uh, he's having an argument with a guy at work who says he refers to Illinois v. Cabayas of 2005, which is a United States Supreme Court case regarding the detention of a motorist for a canine sniff. And... What he doesn't understand, the guy who's reading it and having this argument, is they weren't discussing a motor vehicle stop where there was reasonable suspicion to believe that criminal activity was afoot. They were discussing, in this case, Illinois v. Cabayas, that it was just a motor vehicle stop, as if the trooper who pulled this car over literally 
uh, pulled him over for a motor vehicle violation only and did not express his concern or his interest in any reasonable articulable suspicion. What happens is, is a canine officer who is working here as the call come out. He shoots over. The cop is writing out the tickets. He decides to take his car out, his dog out, and walk the dog around the car while he's writing tickets. No reasonable suspicion. And the court said this was a good case. Why? Because it did not prolong the stop or the, orig- the original stop where he was being written for a motor vehicle violation. This has nothing to do with the, the six, seven other cases we have where you could hold the dog up to se- you hold the person up to 75 minutes. Uh, has been tested on the federal Supreme Court level while waiting for a canine unit when you have reasonable suspicion. Now, back to Illinois v. Cabayas. We got this again. What the hell was the case? Let's just look at the case. We got our own case of this. Um, and, uh, Lord, I just had it up. And I just switched it. Hold on. Let me see where I'm at. Um, son of a bitch. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly where it is. I had it up on my, on my screen and then I just lost it. We had it in State versus Mark Dunbar this year, this past summer, where the Supreme Court agreed with the Cabayas ruling and saying that if you stop a car and a canine officer happens to show up on scene and sniff the car with no reasonable suspicion and he indicates positively for narcotics, that's probable cause to search the car. Now, guys really liked when this came out that State versus Dunbar was going to change things. Like, let's face it, everybody. How often are you pulling a car over and there happens to be a canine guy around the corner who's going to drop by and take the dog out and run the dog around the car. This really didn't change anything. Cabayas really has no effect on anything unless you meet those circumstances where you're running radar or making a traffic stop and some bored canine officer shows up and walks the dog around the car and happens to get a hit on the car. I mean, it was such a crapshoot of what they had there. So let's not take this and make it something that it's not. What we do have is case law that says, how long can you hold somebody for a dog? And the courts even express... Uh, in the cases they speak about, like holding a car and holding a person are two very different things. So again, like I said yesterday's video, if you feel like you can't hold somebody long enough, you can hold the car longer legally than you can hold somebody. So you feel like it's going to be an hour and a half or two hours to get a canine unit. You can tell the people, hey, you're free to leave. You are no longer detained. I have what I need. Maybe you got all your information. You got, you got the whole report. However, the car is going to stay here, but I don't want you to think that I'm imposing your freedom. You are free to leave. We'll be holding your car. Now, if you want to stay here and sit over there and wait for the canine to come, you're more than welcome to do that. But we're certainly not going to let this car go because we believe there's something illegal in the car because a dog is 20 minutes out or a dog is 30 or an hour or an hour and a half. Like it happens. Not everybody has canine units. So you're going to let drug cars go because you didn't have the resources you needed at that moment. Come on, guys. Like, let's 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 use our brains a little bit. I'm giving you all this stuff to go out and use it. Now, I will tell you this: you have to listen to your bosses. Okay, you must listen to your administration. I'm sorry if they don't get what I'm explaining, or if they get it and don't want to use it, or if your agency is kind of like some guy who posted in the group recently. I posted for him. He wants to do interdiction work. His department and his council does not want that. They want tickets because they want the shkadol. They want the money. So I'm sorry, man. Like, not everybody gets to go out and do this stuff. There's a handful of agencies where it's just, it's just, no, nope, you're not doing it here. Not here. Nope. I know what that guy says not here. That's okay. Um, like, if you don't like where you're at, transfer. We had, a, we had a, there's an agency in, in, in uh, let's see my agency. There's an agency in New Jersey where guys are leaving. And the, the administration kind of said, like, go ahead, leave everybody. And then people started leaving. Now they're panicking. Don't get mad at your officers for leaving your agency. Um, I have several employees. You know, what I'm going to tell you is this. Any administrators are watching, treat your guys good and they will treat you good. 
That's it. Have your people's back. You're an administrator. Your leader. Leaders eat last. So I have to say on that. Um, and again, guys, like, oh, well, you really address the supervision thing. Yeah, because that's really an inherent problem in law enforcement is this supervision, this lack of knowledge. And uh, it really should, the knowledge should come down from the top. And I just want to get everybody on the same page. It's the name of the game here. Next question. What if you hold the car? Nothing is found. Does that violate anything? Sorry to ask again. What do you need to hold the car? Uh, reasonable suspicion to hold the car, right? Reasonable suspicion. And what is reasonable suspicion? Again, I'm trying to explain to people. It's something out of the ordinary. Take your typical motor vehicle stop. Your typical motor vehicle stop is if you were literally just enforcing traffic law and then take a stop where you've been on before where like things didn't make sense. Uh, There's stories that make sense. People didn't know each other. They're, where they're going to doesn't make any sense. Their driving behaviors. This is now you have reasons to believe that something is illegal or something illegal may be going on in the car. It's just not normal. It's not normal like you would pull over Sally on her way to church with her kids in the back and she was doing 16 over the speed limit, wasn't, and that's it. Um, and maybe to the untrained eye, you could, but you have to articulate in your report so people who aren't in law enforcement can understand what you're talking about. So that's what you need to hold the car. If you don't find anything, then you don't find anything. Then you release them from the scene. You have reasonable suspicion to hold them. Make sure your administration has your back because if they don't and somebody comes in and files a complaint, your administration is going to hang you. If your administration knows what you're doing and they say, hey, uh, well, we like this work, um, and if they know the law, they can say, look, he was with, well within his right to hold the car. You could have gave consent to search, but you decided not to. You had the right to give consent to search. You denied it. He respected your rights or she respected your rights and uh, and got a canine. That was, that's what the officer had to do. That was the next step for the officer to, to be able to uh, determine or dispel or confirm his suspicions of criminal activity. And we're okay with that. So you take a fucking hike out the door. Okay, give me your give me your thing. Exonerated. Thank you. And that's really the true answer. That's not that's not like backing the blue. That's people knowing how to how to properly defend their officers. A lot of people have come to my training and they've gone back and they've been able to exonerate cops because they get educated on what cops could and couldn't do. Um, and it helped guys who were maybe in uh you know got one cooking on the you know we just call cooking on the stove. We got one cooking. Um, so that's that one. Now, next question. Let me go back to my uh, Facebook group here. Oh, my cursor. All right. Uh, this one comes in from another group member. Uh, she's new to the group, and welcome. So let's see. I'm curious if we can legally check people for wants uh, for warrants once stopped, or whether we need some additional reason to believe they may have paper and order request checks in a motor vehicle stop alone to request warrant checks. You've already gone over this. My apologies. We have, but it's okay because there are new people to the group. They're getting value in this. Um, yes, you can. You do not violate the state's Fourth Amendment. You can see State versus Sloan. Actually, let me pull it up right now. Let me pull up Sloan and I can read it to you. Okay, I'll tell you. That. And again, I pulled the meat and potatoes out of this stuff so you guys can know. Let's see. John William, clarification on CBD oil, illegal or in New Jersey or not. John, put it in the, I have to imagine it's illegal, but you can put it in the group and get your answer on that one. Uh, so just post it up in the group, that exact thing. You're going to get a shitload of answers from guys here. Uh, let me go into Sloan here. Okay. Here's what Sloan said. 2008, it's at a Carteret, New Jersey. Again, this, this applies to New Jersey people. So if it passed New Jersey constitutional muster, it most likely it, it passed federal. We know that. But maybe for the guys who are watching out of state, this passed your muster as well. And I have to imagine it applies the same. Okay. Um, 
This also allowed police officers to run warrant checks of passengers without reasonable suspicion. The police do not need a reasonable suspicion before they access the NCIC database. An NCIC check by the police is not a search under the federal and state constitutions. And it was held that during a motor vehicle stop, the passenger, like the driver, is seized under the federal and state constitutions. Police do not need a reasonable suspicion before they may access NCIC database. And because accessing the NCIC database was within the scope of the traffic stop and did not unreasonably prolong the stop, there was no basis to suppress the evidence found. So there's your answer. I hope you uh, that that covers it. You can search people uh, via via NCIC and a, and a computer check, and you can check them through your dispatch center. Don't let somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about tell you you can't because you can. Um, can we talk about that one situation where where a guy runs a cop runs a passenger in a car, comes back at a warrant, sergeant shows up, panics because he didn't know if you could run people, and releases the guy from a from a motor vehicle stop who had a warrant for his arrest. What? I can't believe it. Like these stories that I hear, you just can't believe it. So that's that one. Um, next question. Let's see. Hey, Dennis, Dennis, hope all is well. I tried watching your video for the answer, but I was confused. I had to stop, which I smelled raw marijuana coming from the car. I searched the interior, but found nothing. Continue to smell raw marijuana. I searched the trunk, found over 50 grams of heroin. Uh, my captain read the report and said I didn't have PC to search the trunk. The state versus gear, state versus Schubert helped my cause here. So um, I will go into those cases and read them, but let's talk about state versus Letman. I've got the other one. I'm going to pull it up in a second. My first question to him was, and uh, guys, I want to, I want to stress this, and I, I drive me friggin' nuts that you guys are not doing this. I asked him, am I going to help you first? But did, but one thing, did you ask for consent? I don't know why you were all so afraid to ask for consent to search. That would have fixed this problem right here. And guys like, well, your PC, why would you ask for consent? Because your PC in New Jersey only carries you so far for now. That may change in the future where you may get everything like you're supposed to, but your PC may carry you only so far in New Jersey. So what do you do? You ask for consent. Why am I telling you this? Because three years ago when you needed to get consent to search, you couldn't, we didn't have the automobile exception in New Jersey. We were still asking for consent to search a PC. We just had to call a judge to get a warrant. A uh, dar. I don't want to hear any people complain. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. I don't give a fuck what you like. This would have saved this case. If, and again, first of all, this case may be just fine, right? Uh, you know, your captain may have his rule about it, but it doesn't mean he's the judge, jury, or the assistant prosecutor or anybody who's going to, this is a subjective opinion on a, on a supervised level. That doesn't mean that's how it's going to end up in court. Let's be clear on that to begin with. I don't know why we're so big into trying to Monday morning quarterback everybody. Now, what I will tell you is um, if you feel like you didn't have enough and you're questioning it, make sure you shit solid. What do you do? Ask for consent to search. Remember, when in denial, when in doubt, ask for consent, call for a canine. That's all. Because we all have to do New Jersey. Uh, always, I've been on the road without it. Wish it was that easy. Uh I, I don't know what you mean. Anyway, so there you go. That's that one. Um, I'm going to go into State v. Letman. Let me pull it up on my computer. I'm just going to recite it for you. It's Letman. I've got the other one. And then we have, uh, I think we have, let's see here. One second, guys. Let me pull it up. All right, so we got Patino, 1980, discovery of small amount of marijuana. And then you have State v. Letman. I'll put this up like I always do so you guys can read it. Uh, and one talks about, being able to, uh, and then the other one is, I think it's, it's uh, Gara. Okay. Uh, and then there's Gara about the odor of raw marijuana coming from the trunk. But let's see, Dan, would you say, I always ask for consent, haven't been on the road since the new case law, but it does, things haven't changed, dude. So you just ask for consent. Like, 
I got a question or two about the Yanks. This uh, are you uh, are on, so I'll get to you later. All right, dude. Rick, is your uh, is your wife doing a dance tonight, Rick? You gonna you gonna record that? Throw it on Facebook for us all to watch twenty times over. Um. Oh, I, did I, Rick? Did I send you the video of the one you wanted? Uh, email me again. I had I downloaded it. I forgot to email it to you, dude. So sorry about that, brother. Uh, I had the video you want of you know who uh, that film class. Um. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so funny. You guys are friggin' nuts. I told the guy recently, if you get pulled over and you say no, I they're probably going to tell you like some bullshit. Like they're going to really know me if they start saying like, oh, they tell me he's a queer. Um, all right. Yeah. Just dude, email me and remind me to, uh, to send that over to you, but we can talk about two different things. Uh, one is how far this is for New Jersey guys, not, not the rest of the country. It's New Jersey guys with the automobile exception, uh, burnt marijuana and, and, Possessions of small amounts allow you to search the interior compartment of the car. And then, you know, you have to try to emphasize of why you think it's coming from the trunk that allow you to continue into different compartments in the car. How do you fix this? Just consent to search, call for a dog. Uh, you know, you if you get in the raw, real raw from the trunk, like in Gara, they had real raw from the trunk. They found like 50 pounds of weed. The courts accepted that and said, yeah, obviously, we know it's reeking from the trunk of the car. Um, good there. But again, if you're concerned about that, just... Uh, Consent or call for a dog. The last piece of advice I have for this video tonight, just in case I don't, actually I'm not going to get on here tomorrow. I know I'm not, but I should be back on Sunday. And then Monday we'll see everybody's Monmouth County Police Academy. The guys who are going to Monmouth, please know the dress code is very strict. There are no 5'11 pants. You can wear shirts like this. Uh, I actually have to wear a suit when I instruct there. So I, I actually just asked the other day, I'm like, hey, do I have to still wear a suit? And he's like, yes. I was like, okay. Um, we just, we had a thing in there where uh, we talked about identifying people in a, in a few posts back. And we brought up these handy-dandy phones. If you can't figure out who somebody is, and pretty much everybody has a smartphone in this world, uh, a lot of times you can find a lot about somebody by looking in their phone. Now, you can't just go into somebody's phone without their consent. Um, you're not allowed to access this without consent or a CDW. One, one guy asked, hey, would you get a CDW? Like, nobody's getting a CDW, uh, a computer data warrant, uh, on, the side of the, on the side of the road. If you don't know what CDW is, I think it's a computer data warrant, something like that. Um, so you could ask people like, Hey, uh, you're telling me you're this guy, but like, you don't have any ID, but I see you have a smartphone, open your phone, show me your Facebook account, open your phone, show me your iTunes account. And then one guy said, if you actually hit the button on the iPhone and press the button and say, and when Siri clicks on, you say, Siri, what's my name? It'll tell you the name of the person the phone's registered to, you know, that's that gray area of the law where like, you're still kind of accessing the data of the phone illegally, but let's face it. If you are now finding out who the person is and you arrest them and service a warrant, maybe you would lose the product of the search incident to arrest, but you still service that search warrant. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just telling you somebody else said, if you press the button and say, uh, Siri, what's my name? It'll say the name. Real good tool. This is the biggest. You, you get somebody who you think is lying. Hey, man, you got a phone on you? Cool. Let me see your Instagram account. Let me see your Snapchat. Let me see your iTunes account. Let me see your Facebook. Let me see your email. Uh, and then I'll believe you and you can leave. We know we have tools when you have somebody subject to a summons and uh, you don't know who they are. We can make the arrest in New Jersey. And I think it's probably similar in a lot of places. So, guys, have a good night. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back here on Sunday to give you some more videos before we start. Kick a two-day class off on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, the guys who are coming is a booked-out class. We are sold out. We actually overbooked the room. So they're going to have a shit fit when we get there. We pack nine extra guys in. But it is what it is. got to get guys into this training. I'll see you guys. If you need anything, reach out to me. Send me an email if you want. Dennis at Shreecock Training.com. See you.